Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's right. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Atatula here with you. That is the ooh of the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Larry Flores on the ones and twos for us this evening. Thank you for rocking with us. On your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. Friday in the Metroplex, your Mavs in action. Score is tied at 60 points apiece with uh, less than two minutes to go in the second quarter in Atlanta. And Lucas got 37 points, five rebounds, and three assists. He is hooping, and we'll get you an update, or we'll keep in you the updated. the first half. That's right. We'll keep you up to date up with uh, what's happening in that game. We'll break it down once it's over, all that. Here on the evening, we got you till 11 p.m. on this Friday evening trying to send you into championship weekend in the NFL. Feeling good, feeling great. Um, You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. Also, we are live on YouTube, 105.3 Fan on YouTube and twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. A lot of folks in there having conversations. You can jump in. Get you know, get along with it. We appreciate yeah, you getting involved. Yeah, it's a Friday. We're trying to have a little fun. We're trying to get through this uh, together. Have a little fun. Get ready for our sports weekend. Why does it seem all like that. London outside? It's all foggy everywhere. I wonder if, if airlines are backing up planes at DFW, at Lovefield, 877-881-1053. If you're working out there, it's gig economy. We understand. Let us know if those flights are being delayed. Are you out and about trying to go someplace? Let us know what you got going on. Yeah, what's happening? we love y'all. For sure. What's happening on your Friday evening? Um... Let's go ahead and get this thing kicked off. Let's talk a little bit about your Dallas Cowboys, your home of your Cowboys. And we started yesterday talking about some free agents, right, for your Cowboys. 14 in total that you have that you need to kind of make figure a decision. out. Make decisions. That's yeah, a great this way team's going to change. They're going to churn the bottom, and there's some guys you might want to keep and some guys you might want to let go. Yeah, every team has to do this in the offseason. So for the 2023-2020, or I guess 2024 now, headed into that season, Cowboys – we look at the guys who are free agents. Uh, yesterday, we talked about Tyron Smith, talked about Tyler Biotish, the center, Tony Pollard, and Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this as we continue considering some of the guys that are going to hit free agency? Jordan Lewis is hitting free agency, right? And so, you know, you probably don't want to have to replace two starting cornerbacks in this situation, right? When you have Stephon Gilmore out there, if, if, he, if he comes back, cool. If not... You know, you're going to have to have some some figuring out to do there. He's a veteran guy. Um, he shows up pretty well, especially we saw him later on in the season particularly show up. Um, what do you feel about the idea of Jordan Lewis returning 
I love Jordan Lewis, but let me tell you something. If it's between him and Stephon Gilmore, I'm going to have to lean with Gilmore. And it has nothing to do with Gilmore. It has to do with Trayvon Diggs is coming back. Trayvon Diggs is going to get one quarter. Deron Bland is going to get the other corner. Stephon Gilmore is a route reader. All the coaches say that. In other words, he's so damn smart. He's older. He doesn't have the same... He doesn't have the same thing that he had when he was in New England. He was Defensive Player of the Year. But he still has the, the wits about him. And with that being said, as, as, as good as, as Jordan Love played at the end of the season, and he's coming off of an injury from last year, and he's been here seven years, and he's a team leader, and I'm serious. I really do love some Jordan. Jordan Lewis? Man, but he got to go if it's between him and Gilmore. Can't have both. That's interesting. I, look, it feels like he'd be really good to ma- retain if you could mm-hmm. on this but, team. But I'm saying straight up coin flip. In other words, if the price is the same, because there are pe- people say, well, Gilmore's going to ask for too much. You don't know what he's going to ask for. Yeah, but I think even with Gilmore, you'd be looking at a, a continuation of a one-year circumstance where I feel like Jordan Lewis, you could probably get for a few years on a relatively good deal. But the question is, are you trying to win it now? Are you trying to use win it in a few years? To me, if I'm trying to win it now, I want my best dogs out there to try to go to the Super Bowl. And I, as much as I really, really have mad respect for Jordan Lewis, one of the best dudes in that locker room, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl now, not saying I got this young team I'm going to build. I'm not tinkering. I'm trying to win the damn thing. I'm trying to push all the chips in. And if I'm pushing chips in – I hate to make the hard call, but it's Gilmore over Lewis. Okay. And do you think that – would you feel comfortable if you could get both of them back? Yes. Okay. I would rather have both of them back. Sure. Um, and, I mean, as we know in, in the NFL, like particularly with defensive backs, you're going to need to call in that next cornerback. That mm-hmm. fourth cornerback is going to have some situations where they're going to have to play. Um, I mean – He's he, his ability is pretty good. While I think he he slots in as probably a cornerback that's not going to get a ton of money, but we'll see ultimately how he gets handled. Now this one gets interesting. If you had asked if he was a free agent last year, this safety it would have been absolutely no problem. What brother said, bring him back. Had a little bit of a tough season this year. Mm-hmm. Safety J. Ron Curse. See here's 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 a hard call. Another hard call because, like you said, last year rubber stamp. I mean, and free agent. this He's, year his role got even bigger, right? At playing obviously yeah. safety, but then he had to play kind of a little bit a like little a linebacker. linebacker at times. He's always had the green dot, and also. Because he's got that green dot, that means he's not only a, a, a coach slash quarterback on the field, he's a leader in that locker room. But he had a back injury last year that was talking to him. And the year before, he played through crazy pain. I was like, man, what a warrior. You want guys like that. I mean, he couldn't raise his arm over his head by the time the season ended last year. I'm talking about a year ago, not this past month. This year, he's a little bit older. I want him back. Maybe we can talk him into a lower price. But the bottom line is, if he had to go, I mean, I, I, I want to know who's going to replace him. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. I mean, it feels like they've gotten really good play out of Wanye Thomas, mm-hmm. um, who plays safety, maybe not in, exact, in that exact same role. But he's as, is he as smart? Can he call plays? Can he, can he wear the green dot on the helmet? Well, now, See, that's what I'm saying. There's more to just the, the physical talents that J. Ron Kirsch brings to the table. And he is the quarterback on the defense out there. Not Micah Parsons, for those who think. No, it's J. Ron Curse. And, and I, I hear you in that regard. I think one thing that's also going to impact whether or not J. Ron Curse is a player that you bring back 
Dan Quinn? Absolutely. If he's not here, right? Like it feels like J. Ron Curse has been very vital in instrumenting that pl- that particular mm. style of defense. Now, of course, I don't know who the defensive coordinator would ultimately be. Otherwise, like I think that you probably have a good guess. Maybe like uh, with uh, Joe Witt Jr. might might be a guy that steps in as your defensive coordinator. And will they keep a lot of continuity there? Would it shift a little bit? Because depending on what that role is, right, I don't know exactly how that safety that safety play mm-hmm. happens. And remember, you have Donovan Wilson and Malik Hooker still uh, signed up. You know what I mean? And so if this goes back to not necessarily utilizing, you know, that, that three safety uh, look frequently, that kind of hybrid safety linebacker role that J. Ron Kirsch has seemed to play, it might not be – it might be more of a luxury to have J. Ron Kirsch than a necessity – Assuming that, that that moves on. Put it like this. They better do something by getting some linebackers. Because these hybrid safety linebackers, that S don't work. And it might have been effective for Dan Quinn in the regular season, but that S don't work in the playoffs. And especially don't work if you're trying to do physicality. Because little guys can't tackle the way a big linebacker will. Yep. Um, so, and that's that's one of the main positions of need, I think, for these Cowboys. I know that myself and Blake talked about that earlier, where we were earlier in the week, rather, uh, when we talked about positions of need. Linebacker, running backs were a couple of mm-hmm. things that jumped up really evidently. Yeah, definitely got to have some linebackers. Um, how about this? This is interesting. Like, technically, he is a starter. See, the uh, long snapper, do you care at all? Does this matter at all to you? Not really. Uh, put it like this. They were perfect together. Pay him minimum. Pay him what you know. Pay him what he's been. Offer him the same, but he don't want it. Bye. Or like they say on the airplane when you're leaving. Bye bye. Okay. Again, I don't get me wrong. He he snapped the ball perfectly for butter. Brandon Aubrey never messed up except for uh, that last field goal at the end of the year. Um, but the bottom line was, you know, I never. He was anonymous. All right, now let's get to some of the ones that really do matter. Mm-hmm. This this guy was a very big in your defensive end rotation. Dorrance Armstrong. Um, Jerry's favorite name to say on a Monday or a Tuesday. Absolutely. And that, that makes Whether me Whether you did anything or not. That makes me wonder how much <laughs> like how much they're going to value Dorrance Armstrong. Absolutely was very good in that rotational yeah, kind of backup he's role. He's a solid rotation guy. But, I mean, I think the defensive end is where you're going to get – it's going to be – you're going to have to make some interesting decisions because you love having depth of defensive end. It felt like they did. They had a lot of guys that they could rotate in. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you also probably look around in this league and if or Dorrance Armstrong and his, uh, and his management and representation might look around in this league and go, Hey, testing the waters and seeing if you can find someone who's willing to pay you to be a starter as opposed to like a rotational def- mm-hmm. defensive end might be something. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I feel like you might not have Dorrance Armstrong back if he has not. an opportunity to go out there. See, part of the deal is you're going to churn. What McCarthy said this in his press conference. He said 25% of the roster is going to change. Yeah. It just is. And there'll be guys that you say, oh, man, that's a good player. We get, who are you going to get? Well, you better get somebody. That's why Will McClay's got a job. And it's not just drafting these players. It's, it's like understanding who the free agents out there that you could upgrade to. And Stephen Jones, I don't want to hear we're drafting develop team. You're trying to win the whole damn thing. You use every tool in the book. You use drafts. You use free agency. You use trades. You do it all. And you do not pass through the trade deadline without doing anything. You do like Chris Young did with the Rangers. You fortify your roster knowing that some guys got hurt, LVE. Knowing 
Overshone's not there no more because he got hurt in training camp. You don't just say, I like our guys. Or you let that uh, Shaq go to Shaq Leonard go to Philadelphia and call it a day. No, you keep turning. If you if you're trying to win a damn Super Bowl, you don't stand pat. Ask the 49ers. Ask them. Two years in a row. Chase Young. Christian McCaffrey. Let me drop that mic and walk out this room. Yeah. Um, I, although Chase, Chase Young hasn't looked as good since the injury, Again, but I mean, but I understand they're something. taking the swings. And, and then you have to account for them. Um, now, interestingly enough, Dante Fowler, other defensive end in that kind of rotation, mm-hmm. is also a free agent. And so I wonder if this becomes an either He's or. He's a Dan Quinn guy. Mm, yeah, that's out, fair enough because he also ATL. he also played yeah with them in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's older than Doris Armstrong. I imagine he ends up being cheaper for that uh, for that fact than Doris Armstrong. Would you, if you had to have an either or circumstance, understanding the ways that this might be Doris Armstrong be a little bit more expensive, Dante Fowler probably cheaper. Who do you who do you select out of those two? Doris Armstrong, Dante Fowler. Let's go back to your previous question. Depends on if Dan Quinn is back, mm. right? Depends on the needs of the new de- defensive coordinator or the, or if Dan Quinn wants to fortify and actually add some more size. But, I mean, to be fair, I think also, like, in, no matter what the system is, you're probably going to need those edge rushers. Edge yes, rushers are. are going to, you know, mm-hmm. be something that's I would always necessary. lean towards Dorrance Armstrong. Okay. Um, going back but real Fowler quick. Fowler makes plays. He has, and that's one and thing his I've— his grades are always up there. I've given him a lot of credit for. It feels like, you know— at least maybe once every game or two, you hey, there's Dante Fowler doing a little something. Mm-hmm. So that definitely showed up um, this season. Let's go back a little bit. When we were talking about J. Ron Curse at safety and like who else would you have, I mentioned Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker. Got to have Wilson. Um, I mean, and you got to. This came in on the truckwreck.com text line from the 817. They said they coached in Juco against Marquise Bell. Yes. He obviously he played, he played safety. The team. Um, and they said that, you know, Never played linebacker in, you know, and, and yeah, he was a safety here. Like, the, he never played linebacker. They moved him into the linebacker room out of straight necessity. But that is a dude who, oh, once you address the linebacker mm-hmm. room, because, I mean, I cannot imagine you going back uh, into this into this next season not having addressed linebacker at all. Once you address linebacker room, you he should slide back to safety. And that's a guy who's seen a lot of the field. Yes. Who seems like he's very comfortable there and mm-hmm. obviously has a level of physicality that he can play with that he's kind of was forced to play with. Like, if J. Ron Curse moves on, getting him more playing time would not make me mad one bit. No, not necessarily at all. I, I, I have a lot of, look, I got, a, I guess, a mad respect for him. The journey he, Cavante Turpin, and Deron Bland, they, they came in together. They're the three musketeers, thickest thieves, and all of them have had an impact over the last year or two. All right, let's talk about some defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Hankins. Big mm-hmm. Bang Hank, as I like to call him. Mm-hmm. Um you saw what happened you when say, you did not have him. Did you say he's in the a hip? Huh? A hip, <laughs> a hip, a hip, a hip, you, you, you saw the ways in which uh, Jonathan Hankins was necessary. Is this? Is there any Bold doubt in your mind that you make sure to get sorry, that you bring back Jonathan remember, Hankins? You struck a nerve. I, look, I appreciate it. That's that's kind of one <laughs> of the hopes. what? That's right. Is there any doubt in your mind that Jonathan Hankins needs to be re-signed back with this team? Definitely, because we don't know what you got with Moxie, with a. Uh, Mozzie Smith. Mozzie Smith, yeah. You really don't. Again, I'm not throwing Mozzie away. It might click, but until it does, you got to have Hank. Yeah, and it seems like he wants to return to, which makes this very easy in my mind. You know, strike a deal that doesn't hurt you too much, but shows him a little bit of respect, and I think that you have a big body in the middle that you feel comfortable with, and I don't know that you have anybody that compares with what he's been able to give you on this team, on this roster as of of yet. 
Now, sign him to a record deal. Hotel, motel, holiday in. Neville Gallimore is also a free agent. Well, you know, I'm biased towards him. Boomer soon. Oklahoma guy, absolutely. But I mean, uh, he's just a no. He's a rotation guy. Don't get me wrong. I, I do not think he's going to save you or hurt. Help. He's not going to hurt you. I don't know how much more of a help other than if somebody gets hurt or just somebody's getting tired. He's not going to be some guy that's going to just all of a sudden blow things up and make tremendous plays night in, night out. But he's solid. If the price is right, you bring him back. If it's not, see you, Boomer, sooner. And the only, only reason I'm saying that is because it's just a fact. The roster's going to churn at yeah. the bottom. And I mean, the defense he's near the bottom. When it comes to defensive tackles, I think once you bring Jonathan Hankins back, Osa is obviously a starter there. Mm-hmm. Chauncey Golston is kind of giving you some he things some here and there. Again, again, this is so crazy about it. All of those guys you mentioned, Dorrance, Chauncey, uh, Gilmore, they all make plays here and there, but it's not like every game they show up big right. time like Tank. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I mean, obviously they've had a lot of rotation there at, at mm-hmm. defense but you tackle. Have it. But I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of contract I'd feel great about with Neville Gallimore because I feel like his play has been – okay for the contract that he has like for that that's rookie it. deal that's it i wonder what it looks like when we start talking about vet pay you know and what how the how will you feel about his play at that point those are some more considerations of the free agents that the cowboys have this season um we might dig a little bit back into that a little bit more i think there's a there's a few more at the very end that i want to get your opinions on ca but coming up next on the get right right here on 105.3 the fan uh, as your Mavs are taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Kyrie Irving did not is not playing today. That ain't even the story. Lucas just told the halftime commentator, I've just played the best half of my entire life. Yeah, we'll, we'll 41 points. That's right. We'll we'll give you more on that. But then also, are Kyrie's injuries an issue? Uh oh. We'll discuss the next one. Uh oh. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. One of the most hardworking men in the sports business here in the Metroplex. Maybe sure. anywhere, huh, to be completely honest. I love what I do. And he does it for you, baby. He does it for you, the listener. We thank you guys for rocking with us on a Friday evening. On uh, a Friday. That's right. Larry Flores on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. Um, Coming up in about 30 minutes, we'll get you. Or 30 minutes. Coming up in about uh 20 minutes. That's a little bit closer to what it'll actually be. Uh, we'll go around the NFL here on the Get Right. But right now, your Dallas Mavericks uh, locked in against the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta at uh, State Farm Arena. 71-70 to 70 is the score as the third quarter just started. Mavericks winning. Yeah, the Mavericks are leading by that single point right now. Um, no Kyrie Irving in this one, but Luka Doncic handling business for everyone in, in blue uniforms. 44 points right now. 41 at half. Mm-hmm. 
And buddy, that's record breaking, ladies and gentlemen. That, uh, according to Mavs PR, uh, is Luka Doncic set a new franchise record for points in a single half. Yes, he did. He said that's the best half he's ever played in his life. I mean, shot 16 of 21 from the floor, and he passes Dirk's 34. He was five out of eight for threes. Yeah. I mean, and they needed it. I mean, I think there's only there's a few other threes made. Josh Green made a couple of threes. But, I mean, when it comes down to it, it was Luka Doncic, and it was the Luka Doncic show in this one. He is carrying this thing. Uh, he passes Dirk Nowitzki's second half from uh, 2009, where he scored 34 in that half of basketball. So not only did he break the record, he kind of blew it out of the water. An additional seven points for you he gonna flirt in a half 60. of basketball. He's going to be flooding with 60-something. You know you know how I remember how Joel Embiid had 70 a couple, yep. couple of days ago? Watch Luka either flirt with 60 or 70 in this game because literally they need him. It's not like, oh, he he's just scoring because he's out there and they're blowing him out. No, they need him to, to probably play the whole damn game, even though – even though they have a back-to-back because they play the Sacramento Kings tomorrow night. That's correct. The Kings the who American just yeah, the Kings who just got a big win against the Warriors last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will have a night of rest. You will not. It's a back-to-back, so it's a tough circumstance tonight. Kyrie Irving is out with the right thumb sprain. Maxi Kleba out with the that same small toe dislocation. Man, that toe got is is seeing some it's things. It's doing gang signs. It right. is seeing some things. Uh, mm-hmm. Dwight Powell still out with that left eye corneal abrasion. Um, so. You're, you're missing quite a bit, and Luka Doncic carrying a lot of the load himself, lo- showing you what a superstar does. Let me tell you how much of the load he's carrying. Tim Hardaway Jr. is 0 for 4. Yeah. He has not scored a single point in this game. The only other player for on your Mavs in double digits is Josh Green. Yep. That's it. It's all and, Luka. And, hey, coincidentally, Luka is showing up and showing out after it made headlines about him having his meltdown and lashing out at everybody, yep. including that fan who didn't say anything crazy. Talk less of uh, the homie Tim McMahon as well. Like, you mm-hmm. know, so all, all sorts of circumstances. So Luca's trying to come correct. That's and, right. And when he's focused, this is the this is the kind of effort you see. Absolutely. But, I mean, that was that was one of the issues in that game was the level of focus. Yeah, not, um, not focusing on the referees and focus on your own damn team, Luka. That's right. That's right. Uh, but with that being the case, right, you got Luka Doncic out here having to put up a really Herculean effort right now. And all of that, uh, as of right now, has led to a two-point lead for your Dallas Mavericks. It highlights uh, the situation that is there. Like, Luka Doncic is still out here, you know, doing a lot. But his running mate, or who's his supposed running mate in this... It's his running mate is, when, he's, when he's playing with him. When he's playing with him is Kyrie Irving. But this is the 18th game this season that Kyrie Irving is missing on the season. And, I mean, now what that does, that actually disqualifies him from any of those year-end awards. Nope. Now that we have these, uh, you know, these game-played um, minimums Yeah, they're, they're trying to make people not do all these load management situations. So, yeah. So it's like, okay, well, you can't get excellent. I don't think Kyrie plays for awards anyway. No. But at the same time, it kind of tries to motivate teams and players. If you want to be the MVP, you want defensive player of the year, if you want six men of the year, you've got to play the games. You can't just play 60 games to get six men of the year. That's right. Um, and like I said, like you said, I, I think you're very right in that Kyrie's not playing for no, wars. But for I, I just wanted to highlight just how many games it is that he's missed. And it's not far. even February. No. And again, it's, it, um, you know, this is not too, uh, I don't know, impung. I guess that's, that's the right way to pronounce that word, which I don't remember. Uh, but like, you know, impugn is the word I was looking for. My bad. Uh, impugn uh, his character or anything with Kyrie. 
But the fact of the matter is that he's missed quite a few games this season uh, with with injury, honestly, is is the majority of it. But it's that's actually not entirely um, like new. He he misses games with injury over the course of his of his career. I mean, mm-hmm. you could talk about. I'll run this back, going backwards from this season. Obviously, he's missed eight, 18 games this season. Last year, he missed 20. The year before, he missed 53. That was a special circumstances when we talked about being vaccinated in the NBA. Year before that, 21. Year before that, 56. Mm-hmm. Year before that, 15. Mm-hmm. Year before that, 41. Are we sensing a theme? Like Kyrie Irving, through his career, has missed quite a few games due to injury. Is KG? Or, my goodness. CA, is that going to? Yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really flew back there for a second. It must be Friday. I, it really is, buddy. It sure is. Well, let me ask you a question. For yeah, you. please do. This year, he has an unusual circumstance because when he hurt his foot, he didn't hurt his foot. Dwight Powell was flipped over. Yeah. When, when Dwight Powell fell on him, people suddenly who hated Dwight Powell made <laughs> that the issue. They sure did. So you cannot blame. Kyrie for his own injuries and then blame Dwight Powell too. You got to pick your poison. Who are you going to blame? Dwight Powell, are you going to blame Kyrie? Kyrie did not cause anything on that play. He made a driving layup and this guy flipped Dwight Powell and Dwight Powell fell on him. It could have been a whole lot worse. So he missed most of the month of December. If you were just generalizing, you could say, oh yeah. But at the same time, I think when they traded for him, they knew his history and they knew, okay, when we get him, hopefully he won't be having all of these different issues. Unfortunately for him, one of his teammates got flipped on him. Yeah. Well, the, and, the, and this injury right now, this this thumb injury. Yep. See, here's the thing about Kyrie. If you were just going to look at, okay, the year that he, you know, the vaccination situation. Okay, he didn't play. You could, you could almost say it's like Kawhi. Kawhi, he's load manager. Mm-hmm. He, why is he not playing? Right now, you can't say that's the case with with uh, Luke. I mean, with Kyrie, it's not. It's it's not like okay. There's days he's got to rest his body because he's in his 30s, 31 years old. No, it's just what it is. And, and I hear you in that regard. So how do you solve it, Rich? And that's that's ultimately the question that I'm asking is: Is this going to pose an issue for the team? Because I understand that he's he's not trying to be well, hurt. Once no again, one let, is me, trying. let me be very clear. I said it just a second. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be repetitive, but maybe y'all missed it. I think Nico, Mark Cuban, and and uh, Jason Kidd knew what they got when they bought him, sure. when they traded for him. In other words, he wasn't some rookie, and all of a sudden, well, wait a minute. They knew. So they also know he's older. But they also thought that he brings a lot to the table. I think what you're going to hope for, in other words, you're, you're surprised about Maxi. Maxi doesn't miss all these, although last year he did. Yeah, Maxi's had his injuries, The last to be two years. But just name somebody else. I mean, just name somebody that's generally played a lot. You you don't expect it. Or you say you're counting on them. Even Luca. Luca misses quite a few games over the last few years. His ankle injuries or whatever, the, the thigh contusions or whatever it is. So you, all you can do is hope that you have a, a mostly healthy team come playoff time. Sure. And you can make that run. Yeah. And uh, then in the playoffs, they're dangerous. And you hope they don't get hurt. We're talking about these key people, these key role players, your leaders. They don't get hurt. Now, it destroys your chemistry as you're trying to go along. But I turn it back over to you, Reg. What would you do? And I, I'm not sure exactly what you what you can do to, I don't know, remedy that in part because, like, you, you've built this team on the idea that both of those guys are going to be playing. And it's definitely the, the loss of games that you've had due to injury has definitely been tough for you. Yeah. 100%. And it's over I, 107. Yeah, and I, I think that you... 
I'm, with I'm you. talking about the whole team, not just those two. Absolutely. I, I'm with you that this was something that you understood and you knew that you had that you were taking a gamble on, right? But mm-hmm. that was the gamble that was necessary to get a superstar caliber player. I'm just now I'm wondering about the other side of that gamble, which is you have a superstar player and you need him. He's so necessary to what you do. So what I asked the question again, because you brought up the whole yeah. subject. You dance around it. I want you to say, what would you do? Don't say they should have known or they know. I want to know what you would do personally to solve it if you were running the Mavericks. I don't know that there is a solve for for Kyrie Irving and what seems to be like. What you hope is that they don't turn into Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's absolutely what you have. You have to hope. And the tough part about it is, like, it seems like you need to have somewhat contingencies. But it's tough. How do you make a contingency for a player of that caliber? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving brings very unique uh, things to the to this game. I mean, I always talk about him as the single best difficult shot maker that I've seen oh, in yeah. the NBA. He handles the clutch ability. Again, he's he's the most clutch fourth quarter player in the NBA currently today. And I think and just look at the stats. What, what's tough for this year is when I don't, he's available. Right, exactly. And I think with this year, you are not. I don't think the expectation for anyone was going and winning a championship. Mm-hmm. But I. I what this then makes me wonder about is going forward, how do you build this team to help insulate you from what seems to be injuries that are probably going to pop up for Kyrie? Not because of like a nagging injury, but seemingly just kind of the chance of it. Going back to 2010, 2011, that season, uh, and that was college, he's missed at least 10 games this year, which I know, you know seems somewhat insignificant, but when I mean, that adds up over time. And if he's going to be foundational, I feel like you have to have some level of backup for that. And I, it feels like there, it's another thing to add to the list of things that the Mavs need to consider as they continue to build this team. Yeah, they have to fortify, the as the uh, 930 says, 903 says, you got to fortify the team with better players. That's what you do. That's exactly what you do. The conundrum for the Mavericks is until summertime comes and they're able to convey the New York Knicks that first-round pick, they are kind of in handcuffs on how many first-round picks they can use to uh, bolster this roster with veteran players. As far as the draft is concerned, Nico has proven that he knows how to draft. He got you Derek Lively and Omax on one pick. So he knows what he's doing. You cannot say he doesn't know how to draft, uh, again, until he doesn't draft. And with that being said, you got to trust the fact that they realize what they're dealing with, and all they can do is make sure they have a great training staff. they got to make sure that they don't uh, overuse Kyrie at his age. He's only 31, but he's also, like I said, got a history of injury. So when I say overuse him, it's like, okay, if the game is in control, in other words, you're up by 20 points in the fourth quarter, I don't want to see Kyrie out there. It's little things like that that's going to allow you to hope to see him in the playoffs with this roster. Well, right now, uh, Kyrie not being in this game has not necessarily slowed down the train as the Mavs currently lead 87-81. to We got 48. Yeah, Luka, Luka is eight and five. really gearing towards With a plus 13 a, plus minus. That's right. He gearing toward what could possibly be a historical evening for Luka Doncic and your Dallas Mavericks. His uh, historic triple-double against the Knicks last year, mm-hmm. he had it, like 62 points, triple-double. If he gets a triple-double this game, because he's got eight rebounds and five assists, and it's over 62 points... I mean, he just did it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Beat his own record. I'm interested to see if those assists can happen. Obviously, you mentioned he has five. We're Nobody about halfway else through is the third. making buckets. Yeah, and I think that's a tough thing. And I think that also goes back to what we were talking about with the Kyrie circumstances. 
Kyrie's not playing, and Josh Green is actually having a pretty good night, but Derrick Jones Jr. has a single bucket. We actually saw it was a driving dunk. Grant Williams hasn't been able to knock down threes, and then, you know, Dante Exum's still coming back from injury. It feels like you just don't have enough all the way well, around. Here's the deal. Tim Hardaway Jr. Now. went with or without Luka or Kyrie. He's stepped up this season. Yeah. In fact, him and, him and Kyrie became the second duo of Mavericks to have, like, 30-something point games. Tim Hardaway Jr. has only got three points tonight. And see, he's got to he's got to do what he does when one of those two guys are, are out. In other words, you said, what do you do with Kyrie being hurt all the time? Was Tim Hardaway Jr. becomes less expendable? You follow him going with this? He becomes less expendable. Don't get me wrong, he scares the hell out of me because when he's off, he's still shooting the ball. Yeah, he's very up and down it's, as a shooter. But here's the deal: you look at his straight up numbers, it's like, geez, this guy is valuable. He is the highest scoring man off the bench in the NBA this year. Well, if you don't know if you're going to have Kyrie Irving all the time. You don't know if you're going to have Luka all the time. You better damn well have somebody that you know can give you those points. And Tim Hardaway Jr. is already under contract at a low, low price, and that makes it hard for him to trade if you expect to go somewhere in this in the playoffs. I'm not talking about NBA Finals. I'm talking about if one of those guys goes down or you want to limit one of those guys' minutes. minutes. Because Tim Hardaway Jr., whether Luka's out and he scores 30-some points with Kyrie, whether Kyrie's out, he scores 25 points with Luka. That's how you win the games because nobody else is stepping up like that. And right now, Luka's doing it all by his damn self. They got a nine-point lead, 92 to 83. Tim Hardaway Jr.'s only at three points so far. Yeah, and by the way, Derek Lively is the second. Yeah, he's he, got he six. Left the game with a wrist sprain. And Ooh, so Tim? Derek Jones Jr. left the game with a wrist sprain. I missed that one uh, at the start of the segment. And may, maybe that's part of the answer when it comes to Kyrie Irving is Having maybe less of a streaky score as that third option, who's going to have to slide up? You know, I don't someone that's on their roster, unless Josh Green suddenly finds himself. He yeah. hasn't found himself in about a year and a half. Yeah, you get, you get spurts of what we think is going to be great, but not on a consistent basis yet. Well, as of right now, your Mavs have a solid lead here, as Chris Arnold mentioned, nine point lead, ninety two in Atlanta, three in Atlanta for about four minutes. Left to go in the third quarter. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we go around the NFL. We'll do it next on The Fan. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatuli here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rolling with us on a Friday evening where we're, we're watching and we're hoping for history. We already have seen one measure of history is Luka Doncic. First quarter, 41 points. First half. Or sorry, first half, rather. Yeah, first quarter will be insane. But first half, thank you for keeping me on my on my P's and Q's. Uh, first half, 41 points is a franchise record. It bests uh, for any half of basketball in Mavs history. It bests uh, an, a 2009 second half by Dirk Nowitzki where he thir- scored 34. He currently, Luka Doncic, that is, has 55 points. Uh, just been doing it he's almost by himself he's on, right he's now. On heater, man. He absolutely is. I mean, 7 to 10 from deep, 20 of 25 from the field, 8 rebounds, still stuck at that 5 assists, CA. Yeah, that's because nobody else can score except for J- Josh Green. Josh Green's got 17 points. Tim Hardaway Jr.'s only got 3. And I was telling this to Reg off off the air. I said, Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to have to have double digits if the Mavericks going to win this game. They're up 192 right now, but he's got to have double digits. 10 points at least. The reason I say this He's not going to stop shooting. Yeah. And if he misses, we're not getting the rebound. Yeah. So he's going to have to make his shots. 
Because Luke is going to have to sit on the bench to start the fourth quarter to rest up to save the game. We'll break that game down as this evening goes along. I believe 920 is when I have a slot of four for us to really get into the yep. nitty-gritty on that. Uh, right now, though, we go around the NFL here on the Get Right, and we begin by discussing... Oh, there's that, there's that music. Appreciate you, Larry. Uh, we begin by discussing more coach interviews. This time, defensive line coach Aiden Dirty. Um, ah, from, he, from I, England. I, that's right. That's right. Uh, that boy's defensive line coach. He was a, one of the, uh, was that in All or Nothing? Or was that? Um, Hard Knocks. Hard one Knocks. Of them, he was star, but. Yeah, I was like, now nah, I can't remember which one because now we got all these different uh, inside inside the circumstances thing. But um, Aiden Dirty was the star of one of those shows because of that accent that he brought to the mm-hmm. table. Well, he's been a very good defensive line coach for your Dallas Cowboys and other teams are noticing now that we're having, you know, head coaches settled now where they're trying to build their staff. And three teams have requested interviews for Aiden Dirty and the possibility of his services. At the, uh, at the moment, everything rests on whether or not Seattle or Washington hires Dan Quinn because I imagine that he, you know, that might help this thing along. But according to Todd Archer of ESPN, the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Atlanta Falcons have all sought permission to speak to defensive line coach Aiden Dirty for their open defensive coordinator jobs. Mm. So it looks like he's he's really well sought after. I don't know if ultimately that means that he will go. That's a lot of teams asking for him to, to ask him to talk well, to him. Hopefully he gets some money out of it. Well, yeah, he that's stays here or leaves. That's right. That's always the, they don't the make hope. The player money. That's always the Assistant hope. Assistant coaches put in the long hours and they make, they make very little money compared to their uh, players that they coach. That's right, and so. <laughs> Uh, sounds like an opportunity to make a little bit of money for Aiden mm-hmm. Dirty. Um, and hopefully, it's always nice to be wanted. Ain't that the truth, CA? I feel like you know that. You're you're a very wanted man. You work all the time, all, well, everywhere. Not about me, but, <laughs> but I, out there. I, I hope you're getting paid well, CA. That's one yeah, thing I say. Uh, I ain't complaining. <laughs> as we continue no around complaints. the NFL, the 2024 Pro Bowl games that will be happening here in a week or two, uh, we have – the coordinators, offensive coordinators for the flag football game. So, you know, obviously they've they changed it from that one Pro Bowl game to now having these various different events. Yeah. And in the course of it, they have a flag football game. We actually have offensive coordinators for that game. You'll have Keenan McCardle and Wes Welker, who will be the offensive okay. coordinators Texas for that Tech. flag football game. Yeah, man. So McCardle is the offensive coordinator for the NFC team. Uh, he'll be calling plays for the game. Uh, and Wes Welker, Isn't obviously. Wes Welker, uh, a Miami Dolphins assistant coach? I want to say that's where he is right I now. I believe he is. I believe he is. Um, and you nailed it. Wide receiver coach for the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. So both of those guys uh, will try and have a little fun calling play. I always wonder if things like that are any level of insight into what how, how a coach is, right? Like these are both guys who, you know, working their way up, position coaches. Exactly. Just another time, another opportunity to call some plays, I guess, and obviously have some fun at the Pro Bowl games. Right now, um, as we continue to move along, we're we're getting some insight into the players that may be available and that won't be available for the championship games this weekend. Wait, wait, before you talk about these players, yes, sir. You're talking about these coaches getting interviewed. Mm-hmm. Notice nobody's talking about Belichick talking to anybody else. No, I mean not at all. The only team that was really Atlanta. Yeah, was Atlanta, and so right now it's looking like he might just not be in the league this year. Yeah, he might, like I said, do a TV thing like Sean make uh, Sean Payton did last year, or he might just sit at home for you, or might maybe goes fishing with Nick Saban and talk about what they what they did. 
They're, they're boys, aren't they? They're boys. They, they've done documentaries together. And, and he, you want to hear something crazy? They've actually gone fishing with Jimmy Johnson down on his boat at Key West. Both all, all three of them together. Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, and Jimmy Johnson. Who'd that sounds like a great time, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to be a, a fly on the wall on that uh, excursion. But, yes, championship weekend coming up in a couple of days. That's Sunday. And the Baltimore Ravens will have – their notable pass catcher, Mark Andrews, he is going to be activated from injury reserve, and he is set to return for the AFC Championship game. One of the top five tight ends in America. He absolutely is. Uh, he was originally expected to miss the remainder of the season after he suffered an ankle, ankle injury in Week 11 versus the, uh, the Cincinnati you know Bengals. This reminds me of T.O. coming out of, coming off of his injury. He got a horse collar from Roy Williams, Cowboys mm-hmm. safety, and it broke his ankle. Or Keeley's or something. It's some kind of foot issue. And he didn't play again until the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, look. The, then he called out his quarterback for throwing up on the, <laughs> on the, on the field. What, what, a, what a character that guy. I imagine Mark Andrews won't do anything to, no, to that uh, extent. Nope. But you know, I guess you can never know. That's why you got to watch, right? Oh, I, don't but, think, I don't think there's any McNabb into uh, <laughs> in Lamar Jackson at all. No, that guy's. The tendencies are not there. Guy's a dog. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Mark Andrews will be back. That makes it only just that much harder for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and their defense is another pass catcher. Isaiah Likely looks, has looked really good in Mark and Mark Andrews instead. Mar- that is a marquee matchup. Kansas City versus Baltimore. Both teams healthy. Both teams got offenses. Both teams got defensive. Both teams got great quarterbacks. It's like, and I think Baltimore's favored by three and a half points. If the home team is usually favored by three points because they're at home. Man, that this basically is a coin flip. Well, both teams aren't entirely healthy. The Kansas City Chiefs let us know that uh, Sky Moore, who's on injured reserve, uh, but also Joe Thune, the uh, guard for them, Uh-oh. is out, ruled out for this AFC championship was game. Was it an ankle with him, something like that? I think it was a peck. It was a, a pectoral. Peck, that's right, the yeah, peck. Yeah. And so he is ruled oh, out. Oh, man. Uh, Kadarius Tony and Isaiah Pacheco are questionable as well as Willie Gay. Uh, and so, obviously, like Isaiah Pacheco, questionable is a little. It's a little tough because you know you need him to help their. I mean, even average run game, he's vital to that. Mm-hmm. But not having Joe Thune is huge. We've seen what happens when that Kansas City Chiefs team does not have good protection. How about the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Bucks? That's right. Patrick had to run for his life for 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And the, the scary thing about that is that's on the interior, right? Mm-hmm. And the I mean, you have like Matubike um, on the on the uh, Baltimore Ravens defensive line, like what happens if you start getting pressure on the interior? You talk to any football person, they to let you know that's the last place that you want a quarterback seeing pressure. That mm-hmm. could be bad. So um, the injuries showing up, the, the, we'll see if that's impactful. How about this one? This one would probably uh, breathe, make Niners fans breathe a sigh of relief. Debo Samuel is set to play versus the Lions in the NFC I Championship game would. for the Niners. Uh, he carries no injury designation right now. And so... He, they'll ramp him up, get him ready to play, and that's going to be huge for the Niners because it's very different when he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. I, I will say this. I want to see Detroit do something, but I think the Niners got that game. Not only is it because it's in San Francisco, Niners are the Niners, and Detroit's glad to be there. I would be, I, I'd be very happy if Detroit wins. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Here's, a, here's a stat you need to look for okay. on that matchup. Jared Goff is 0 for 5 against the Niners his last star his last five stars. Interesting. Went Probably back, going, going back, going to, back the Rams to days. Yeah, there you go. Can't beat him. You know you mentioned Bill Belichick a little earlier. How about this? Uh Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. He floated 
a possible surprise landing spot for Bill Belichick. As a head coach or a coordinator? It would be as a head coach because obviously, you know, you look at all these circumstances and he has not, you know, he's has not uh, had any interviews or any, you know, right. prospects from the two places that have open Openings. jobs. But how about this? Mike Florio. Wait a minute. Let's build this up. Yeah. Which conference? It would be in the AFC. Yeah. He owns the AFC. But how about this? What happens if at the end of the season, a particular head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs calls it quits? Andy Reid. Andy Reid. I mean, he's not been. I mean, people have kind of wondered if maybe he retires at some point. In other words, Belichick sits out a year, and then when he comes back in 2025, it's with Kansas City. Well, you're saying in 2025. What happens if you get to the end of this season? Oh, you mean if they win the Super Bowl and Andy Reid? That, you know? That's what Florio's floated. He wow. says, he says, quote, I don't know that Belichick would be a fit there, but there's only one Patrick Mahomes. And if I want to catch Brady and win a Super Bowl like he did, uh, I'll partner up with the guy that's determined to catch Brady with seven total in a heartbeat. Um, and so And the, all Belichick had to do is worry about the defense. If you think about it, I mean bring I, back Eric B. Enemy too. Interesting. I know that Matt Nagy is probably is there calling plays or not calling plays, but there as offensive. They do have a relationship. Well. Yeah, from the Patriot days. Um, and so I guess it's interesting. Boy, Florio pulled that one out of nowhere. I, I like that. Well, Adam, says, Sche- I'm not saying it should happen. I'm just saying that's a good one to to chew on. Right. Adam Schefter also talked about the idea that if the Chiefs were to win the Super Bowl, that you know would that make uh, Andy Reid more likely to walk? I he said further, I bet he would if he did walk at that point in time, and you're the Kansas City Chiefs, and Bill Belichick is still out there, would that not be an interesting possibility? I, mm-hmm. I the thing that kind of gives me a little pause on that is again, I think the thing that gives a lot of those teams pause in Bill Belichick is just how much it feels like he would want to say in personnel decisions. It's called control. Yeah, it, absolutely. And control. the front office don't want to give up that kind of control to a guy, no matter who he is, outside of their organization, especially if he's a lot older. And especially and if he's in the legacy, you can't tell him nothing. Yeah, and especially with the last few years that we've seen uh-huh. in uh, New England, and where hadn't, he hadn't done anything. No, it's not like he's Andy Reid walking over there from Kansas City with a Super Bowl ring, fresh. Yeah, and so that's an interesting process. I, I I just don't see it happening, but it's an interesting thing that was floated out there that now is going to have oh, just a small just, spot in the back of my mind. Put it like this: they're going to have fun with that radio row if Kansas City wins. This weekend. There you go. It's the get right right here Ooh, on 105 through the fan. That. That's how we go around the NFL. And 105 through the fan will be at Radio Row in Vegas all week long with that story. That's right. Mm-hmm. Starting from Sean and RJ, KNC Masterpiece, and the G Bag Nation. Those boys will be tearing up the strip, mm-hmm. hitting buffets. Well, God knows what else. Hopefully, just shows, right? Hopefully, nothing, uh, nothing problematic. But I know, regardless, we'll get stories and we'll hear discussions about all of it. We're going to find out where Willy Bully. Passed out. That's or, right. Well, wait a minute. He's got a he's got a wife and a daughter now. What am I thinking? <laughs> That's the get right. He's a changed man from the Bakhtin trip he took last summer. That's right. That's right. That's what you imagine. It's the get right right here on 105. <laughs> fan. Coming up next, let's discuss some key matchups for championship games sure. uh, that are coming up on Sunday. We'll do that next on The Fan.